1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
0: From KMOX Sports. The young swings and it's a high fly ball. Millikens win! Millikens win! This is Sports Open Line. It's a grand slam! Touchdown, King. Oh, on America's Sports Voice, yes! KMOX.
2: On a Thursday night, we welcome you in. It's Sports Open Line here on KMOX. My name's Matt Pawley. So glad to have you with us. We've got a limited amount of time with each other tonight. If you want to join in on the program, you can do so. 314 436 7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. If you want to tweet at me, you can do that at Matt Pauley on air, M A T T P A U L E Y on air. If you want to continue the conversation with me on Twitter, do that, and uh, we can continue it beyond the 45 minutes that we will have tonight with you uh, on air here on KMOX because around 6.45, I will hand things off to Tom Ackerman, who has the call of St. Louis University women's basketball tonight as they are in action against Rhode Island at uh, Fitz Arena, a 7 o'clock tip-off this evening. Our coverage again beginning about 6.45 up. Waking up this morning, I did not know that this was going to be the topic of the day, but it is. The Cardinals have an unexpected change at bench coach as Matt Holiday has resigned his position just months after he accepts it and Joe McEwing has taken the job and there's been some other shuffling on the coaching staff as well. A few things that I think are really important to note. First off, there's already been some social media chatter that this is some sort of indictment of Oliver Marmel, that there's been such a change in the number of coaches on his staff. That's wrong. That's as wrong as anything can be. Uh, Holiday left for family reasons, unless there's something else going on that we don't know about. And from a personal standpoint, uh, but it's it has nothing to do with Marmel. He's close with Marmel. That's why I think he took the job in the first place. It was a chance for him to go work with somebody who he is a very good friend with. As far as the other changes that have happened, for some of them, if you're Jeff Albert. You believe what John Moselak says. They were going to extend him, but uh, he wasn't super comfortable here in St. Louis and with some of the criticism that he and his family were receiving. Uh, when it comes to Mike Maddox, it was an opportunity for him to slow things down a little bit and not be away from home all year because he's able to live at home now where he's at with the uh, with the Texas Rangers. That's probably the only team he would have taken a full-time pitching coach role with. So I I immediately... Put away any sort of indictment on on Oliver Marmel and with the coaching changes. That's going to happen too. Like he Marmel inherited a coaching staff last year. At some point, he was going to get some of his guys in there, and that has happened. So that's the first thing. The second thing, and I want to be really clear on this. I think Matt Holiday would have done a perfectly good job as the bench coach. What I'm about to say is not negative towards Holiday at all. I think Joe McEwing is a better selection. Now, if we went back to when the job was initially open and you listened to what I said, I said there was really two routes that the Cardinals could take with that position. Bring in somebody who is very close as a confidant of Marmol, or bring in somebody who's been around forever and bring in kind of that veteran presence. They went with the close confidant role. That's, that's the path they took. I was fine with it. He would have done a perfectly good job. I think having somebody like Joe McEwing, who has been around forever in, the, in a coaching capacity, is really good for this team and really good for Oliver Marmel as a young manager. It is a very young coaching staff. And I have no problem with the youth of a coaching staff. Now, there's there are people out there that criticize Marmol. I think just because of his age, and I don't I don't buy into that whatsoever. He's a really good manager, and it doesn't really matter what age he is. But it's good to have somebody on the staff that's seen it all, been around it all, who can give you some advice as a bench coach, and that's what McEwing is. He's not a former manager when the job was, a, was first open. I mentioned maybe find somebody who had been a big league manager, but he's done everything but being a big league manager. He's interviewed for a lot of big league managerial positions. So he is respected around baseball to a point where he has been a candidate and he probably at some point will be a major league manager, continuing the trend that is the Cardinals bench coach position. That's the first thing. Uh, he has been a minor league manager. Now, managing in the minor leagues and managing in the big leagues is very different. If you're a manager in the minor leagues, it's player development first, winning second. So that, But there's also some strategy and things like that in just running a game and running a team that go along with it. And it's nice to have that. So he's got the experience as a minor league manager. He's got experience as a bench coach. He was a bench coach uh, with the White Sox for many years. And most recently with the White Sox, he was the third base coach under Tony La Russa. I think that Joe McEwing fits better for this team. Again, that's not me saying that Matt Holliday would not have done a good job. He would have done a perfectly good job. But when you just look kind of at the DNA and the makeup of the coaching staff, Joe McEwing checks some boxes that, frankly, were not checked before. And it's nice to get that into the dugout. So I think it's good. Also, you know, they make some other moves. They take one of the uh one of the coaches that was already on uh staff and uh are putting him into some more uh planning roles, game day uh game day planning roles and then they bring in somebody else and uh they bring in a third hitting coach as well. So there's now three hitting coaches. What that tells you is the role that they had for Matt Holiday, he was going to be very involved with the hitters and kind of the offensive game planning and working with individuals, that might not be as much what they have in store for Joe McEwing. So because Holiday is not going to be around, they bring in a third hitting coach. So I'm kind of reading between the lines on that one, but it does seem like they had – They had a plan for Matt Holiday. He's not around anymore, so now they need to disperse all of his duties. And every bench coach in every major league team looks a little bit different. You know, during the game, it's kind of the same, but there's a lot of hours in the day where a game is not going on, and a bench coach is working a lot of those hours doing different things, and you go to one team in one city and one thing's going on. You go to another team in another city, and there's a different set of responsibilities. So I think with these small changes that they make kind of at the the bottom end of the coaching staff, for lack of a better term, you see that they've, uh, in addition to hiring Joe McEwing, they've also taken some of the responsibilities that they were going to give to Matt Holiday, and they are giving them to uh, some other people. But th- this is fine, and I'm happy for Holiday that he was able to realize this and realize that he wants to be around his family and he wants to watch his kids grow up. And after years and years and years of being an everyday in the everyday grind that is a baseball life, he's able to realize, okay, this this will be waiting for me. I think that's probably if, – if he wants to be a major league coach, if he wants to pursue eventually being a major league manager, those things are all still going to be around. Those opportunities are going to be sitting there at a later time, watching his kids grow up, going to the events that his kids are participating in, uh, being an, an active husband and father. Those are things that don't always stick around the way that uh, with all the events going on. So good for Matt Holiday. I'm, I'm really happy for Matt Holiday that he was able to realize that now and it didn't take getting into the season and him going on FaceTimes at night and getting video messages and things like that for him to realize, man, I'm missing some really important stuff and I wish I could be there for it. That's how you call. That's how you text. You can also tweet into the program. Winter warm-up's coming up this weekend. We'll uh, preview that with uh, Michael Hall from uh, the Cardinals. He He is the executive director for Cardinals Care. He joins us in just a moment or so. It's Sports Open Line on KMOX. Weekend coming up for the Cardinals. Really, it's the start of the 2023 Cardinals baseball season. Winter warm-up going to be going on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I'm going to be broadcasting live starting at 10, going, I believe, till 2.45 on Saturday. Lots of Cardinals players will join me. Then uh, Tom Ackerman's going to be out there Sunday morning. Joe Potts going to be out there Sunday afternoon. The show is going to be out there coming up on Monday. So nonstop coverage from winter warm-up over the next uh, few days starting on Saturday right here on KMOX. It is also Cardinal Caravan Weekend as well, as six different caravans are going to be going out uh, throughout uh, Cardinal Nation all over the place to uh, bring players to uh, to you so a really fun weekend of course a big part of winter warm-up is raising money for uh, Cardinals care we're very happy right now to welcome onto the program Michael Hall he is the vice president of community relations and he's also the executive director of Cardinals care the uh, charitable wing of Cardinals baseball Michael thanks so much for uh, taking some time with us today how are you I'm doing well, Matt. Thank you. How are you? I am good. Uh, winter warm-up this weekend. Three days. It's going to be at Bush Stadium. It's also going to be uh, at Ballpark Village and Cardinals Care. This is a really big fundraiser for Cardinals Care. Can you just talk about the impact of these three days for Cardinals Care and then what Cardinals Care is able to do uh, with the money that's raised?
3: Yeah, it. Uh, this is a big week weekend for us, uh, not only as the foundation, but as the as the organization, where you know it really kicks off the season for us and uh, for the foundation spe- specifically, it's our largest fundraiser and uh, it, it really sets the tone for the season and sets the tone of of how we'll be able to to give back. Um, it uh, helps us support our our Redbird rookies program, our youth baseball and softball program for kids aged five to thirteen. Um, it helps us. With our grant process, is we give money back to other nonprofits in the St. Louis community that support kids, and it helps us with the, with the ball field program that we have and, and helping keep the ball fields up and renovating them as well.
2: You mentioned the ball field program. That's one of the really really cool things. You do a lot of really cool things, but uh, you know that's that's always fun to see when uh, when one of those gets opened up or just the things that are going on and the upkeep. How, where how many? you know uh, parks is it at this point just can you talk about the the, the impact of that throughout the uh, st louis area
3: yeah sure so uh we have 24 ball fields in total including um the the renovation that we we've done over at harris stowe university uh we also currently in the process of of well we've re-evalu- re-evaluated all of our ball fields and in the process of working through some upgrades and some um some renovations to the ones that we have built. You know, it's been some years since some of them have, have have been dedicated, and and they need to they need a little work. And so we're working on that as well. Um, and we're looking forward to the new ball field that we announced last uh, end of last summer, that we partnered with the South County YMCA and uh, the Boniface Foundation.
2: The the weekend. Is, obviously, it doesn't happen without cardinals players and they show up and they participate and they are a big part of raising money for cardinals care how important is it that they are so involved in winter warm-up and knowing that uh the importance that this event has uh for cardinals care and really for the community overall
3: yeah they're they the players make the event i mean they're 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 what the fans want to see they're the ones that um uh, help us by them coming in during the off season, during their off season, coming in on a weekend, a holiday weekend, because they recognize and they understand how important this is, as I mentioned at the beginning, not only for the organization, but for the foundation to help, to help raise money. Um, I It's difficult to explain how important it is without their support, without their feedback, without their, their buy-in, I should say, Uh, we wouldn't be able to have the event uh, as it stands now. And and with them coming in and interacting, whether it be on the stage or uh, signing autographs or uh, their interactions with the media and just being accessible for the weekend, Uh, the caravans happening this weekend as well, uh, along with the, the the riders dinner so uh, it's it's just a it's a big weekend all around for Cardinals baseball and and without the players buy in it just it wouldn't look the way that it does
2: cardinals.com slash WWU for the winter warm-up cardinals.com slash caravan for all the caravan stops st. Louis BBWAcom for uh, the writers dinner just if people want any more information on everything that Michael just mentioned so Cardinals players uh, one of the big parts of winter warm-up is uh, being able to meet them and go through autograph sessions there are a lot of individuals that do free autograph sessions some are uh, fundraisers for Cardinals care and it's a limited number uh, is there still much available in terms of people being able to uh buy some of those autograph tickets there are um
3: there are still there is there there (laughs) there are opportunities available there still is tickets available um if you uh, go to cardinals.com slash wwu you'll be able to see the players that are still available to to purchase their autographs or their autograph tickets uh we have a uh, schedule up for each day and for whom for each player uh, what time they're signing and and where they're signing so uh, all that information is up on our website com slash wwu i would encourage fans to check that website often as uh, things can change or players can be added as well so um Cardinals.com slash WWU for all that info.
2: What's it like in the offices right now? The all the things going on this weekend, you mentioned it the, the three days of winter warm up, six different caravans are going to be going out to uh to six different states. I'm going to be on one of those caravans. I'm really excited for that. Uh the the riders dinner which is always such a big deal. What's it like working in the Cardinals offices for this week leading into this weekend?
3: It's fun you know it's it's fun this is this is what it's all about um you know we're fortunate to be able to be talking Cardinals baseball right now in the in the middle of the winter and being able to interact with our team here over the weekend and uh it's a lot of fun there's a lot lot going on uh you know you mentioned the caravan and uh the caravan group led by Martin he does a great job of putting all that together and you know with the warm up being in a new venue, if you will, being at the ballpark and being at Ballpark Village, so it's a new location. There's a lot of uh, different details and things that that we we're trying to think through everything and making sure that we're prepared. But um, we're, everyone's definitely busy and and it's a lot of fun.
2: For people who have gone historically to the winter warm-up, you alluded to the new venue. It's going to be split between uh, Bush Stadium and also Ballpark Village. That really provides you guys kind of some some extra real estate, some extra room to, A, do more things, but also people maybe won't feel as packed in as they've been in the past.
3: Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Um, you know, we we I've mentioned this before. You know, we, we take the feedback from the fans and when we try to uh, – do what we can based on their feedback. We obviously can't do everything But one of the, the things that we've we've heard often is you know We'd like to be able to spread out a little bit more um, And so the ballpark village and the ballpark gives us the opportunity to do that um, You know, we'll use utilize ballpark village for uh, and the live area them as our main stage for the event and uh, they'll be. We'll utilize some of their venues for our some of the players to autograph or to sign autographs, as well as over here at the ballpark. Uh, we'll we'll utilize our Champions Club for autograph sessions, and our Redbird Club will become our, our our exhibitor hall. And uh, we'll have our silent auctions over here at the ballpark, as well as the Cardinals Care Store. And what's nice about doing it at both of these locations here on our campus, if you will is our production team who does a great job and I'm really excited to see how they put it together this weekend. You know, if you're a fan and you're over in the ballpark and something's going on over at BPV on the main stage, you're not going to miss out on it because it's going to be on the televisions, all the sa- sound is going to be pumped into the ballpark. So that that's not that's a dynamic that we weren't we didn't have at the hotel. And uh, so that's, that's some of the other feedback that we, we used to receive from fans is if, you, if you're not in the main ballroom, you may not hear what's happening on the main stage. So here it gives us the opportunity to be able to do some of that. So fans can move about the space and not feel like they're missing out on things.
2: He is Michael Hall, Vice President, Community Relations, and Executive Director of Cardinals Care with the Cardinals. Thanks for taking some time in a really, really busy period, and uh, hopefully we'll see you this weekend
3: my pleasure, Matt. Thank you.
2: Michael Hall joining us from uh, the Cardinals. He is the Vice President of Community Relations, also serves as the Executive Director of Cardinals Care, and we talk so much about winter warm-up at the end of the day, in addition to this just being a, a wonderful event for fans, the impact of it goes way beyond these three days because of the money that is raised for Cardinals care, and they do uh, so much. All right, we're going to switch gears a little bit, talk some uh, St. Louis University Billikens basketball, specifically what happened with Travis Ford yesterday. I'm a little upset. Matt's getting upset. Actually, I was more upset last night. I'll explain why. That's next Sports Open Line on KMOX.
0: The Billikens play here, KMOX. What? Oh my God! Keep your hands off the player. We just took the lead, and they just kicked the coach out. That's unbelievable. I don't. I've not seen this. I've not seen this. Travis is out there saying, what's going on? What are you doing?
2: Bob Ramsey, Earl Austin Jr. on the call of the game last night. Now, most importantly, most importantly, let's not bury the lead. Most importantly, the Billikens do win yesterday. They knock off George Mason, 63-62. They're now 3-1 and in A-10 play. Uh, back-to-back solid wins. They get the win against St. Bonaventure, and then they are able to you know put together a nice little run there over the final uh, moments of that game yesterday to uh, get the lead and eventually win 63-62. They're going to play the other George. Yesterday they played Mason. This weekend they'll play Washington uh, on Saturday. That's going to be a 3 o'clock start. We'll have it for you here on KMOX. I, I appreciate good officiating. I hate bad officiating. I really hate bad officiating. And I am of the belief that we should be talking about it and most officials do a pretty good job and we should be talking about officials who do a good job as much as we talk about officials who do not do a good job and we don't because that's just the nature of what you know you expect them to do a good job and then when they don't that's a story but it's also it's a really tough job it's a really tough job and the vast majority of officials do a really good job at it but not all of them and then when you take a bad official and you include an ego, and most officials do have egos. You don't get into that profession without having some level of ego. Most officials have egos, and if you're a bad official, that is a really, really, really bad combination. In fact, so Travis Ford gets thrown out of the game last night, still trying to figure out why. One technical technical was for nothing, and then the other technical was when he's yelling at his own team. It was ridiculous that it happened. He should have had zero technicals and he had two it was horrible he was asked about it on the post game show yesterday
3: i've been doing this 26 years and i've deserved to get technicals in my life and i've deserved to get kicked out that was the worst i've ever seen well coach the worst i've ever seen that is uh, incompetence
0: that's um you're taking my lines now Incompetence.
3: i i have I mean, that I'll t- I, you know me i would tell you guys hey i well, deserved you, it. You I right, deserve it you were right I in front of us two, i know, both neither one of them no but, hey, whatever it takes, I don't care. Whatever it takes, um, whatever it takes to get the job done, we'll figure it out. And I'm so proud of these guys.
2: Yeah, it was after he got thrown out that they ended up, uh, you know, they'd taken the lead and then he gets thrown out and, and they'd lost the lead and then they were able to uh, put it together. In fact, that was a big uh, topic of conversation afterwards, just what they were able to do. Uh, Terrence Hargrove Jr. was asked about staying together after the ejection.
3: Yes, we just stayed together. I mean, stayed connected. You know, I mean, Coach Floyd got kicked out the game, but that didn't stop us. We just had to stay together and come together as one. And once we came together as one, we pulled out a win.
2: So I'm a big believer in accountability. Huge believer in accountability. Like, If we take a step back and get out of the sports realm, I think one of the problems with our society is people do things, and if it's a mistake or if something went wrong, they're not able to stand up to accountability, that people get offended by being held accountable, I am a. I, if if we just had a society where everybody could be accountable for their actions, I think it would be much 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 better. And we can go really deep on this. I mean, you think about social media and people being anonymous. Look, people say stuff to me on the text line that they would never say to me if they were standing and looking at me face to face. Why? Because there's no accountability when you text in. None. You can say whatever you want to me on the text line and other than maybe me reading it on the air, but what does it matter? Nobody knows who you are. Zero accountability. So we live in this world where we don't have accountability and it bugs the living you-know-what out of me. Hate it. Last night, we saw officials, and this is a double case of no accountability. First off, Travis Ford has no business, no business being thrown out of that game. He has no business getting one technical, certainly not two. And he gets both those technicals and he can't get an explanation from the official. After he gets the second one, what happens? He goes out onto the floor. He's walking towards the official. All he wants is an answer. All he wanted was an answer. He, His voice was a little bit raised because it's a college basketball game and you're in a loud arena, but he wasn't fired up. He wasn't yelling and screaming and having all kinds of uh, violent reactions to it. He was just simply walking towards the official looking for an answer. I 100% believe that officials should have to answer for why they make decisions. We're all professionals in this. When I'm talking about coaches and officials, they're all professionals. And if a coach gets thrown out of a game and he wants an explanation on why he's been out of been thrown out of the game, he deserves that. And he deserves it in the moment. Now, if if Ford at that point explodes, blows up, goes crazy, that's the point that you as an official turn around and walk away. You don't have to be subjected to that. You don't have to be treated that way. You're a human being. You're a professional as well. But that's not what Travis Ford was doing last night. All he wanted was a simple explanation, and he wouldn't get it. And shame on that official. Shame on that official. What a, what a joke of a human being that you can't turn around and have a simple conversation. It makes me so angry and I've been watching college basketball so long and I see this happen over and over and over. And these officials know that they can do things like this and it doesn't matter because the second part is there's no accountability long term. So no accountability in the moment where you have to explain your actions to a coach. That's barely any accountability. The coach has still been thrown out of the game. But then the second side of that is there's no real accountability. Moving on from that, you're still working your five, six games a week. There's not going to be any sort of public reprimand. At the very least – a coach is going to put in a complaint to the league or put in a complaint to the, the director of officiating and they'll take a look at the video and they'll have a they'll have a conversation with that official. Oh boy, that that conversation that's really going to teach you. and that's it. There's no accountability. So you as an official unless you do something just egregious, you as an official can go do and say almost anything you want to do and act in any way you want to act. And as long as it doesn't cross a certain line, and that threshold is pretty high that you have to cross, there's going to be no accountability. There's going to be no repercussions to what you did. Travis Ford doesn't go on post-game radio very often and say that's the worst officiating I've ever seen. There's a pretty good chance that he's going to be fined. He'll be held accountable. if, If the league makes the decision that what he said was unbecoming of him, unbecoming of the program was unbecoming of his uh, treatment of officials. Guess what? He gets fined. He gets publicly reprimanded. Officials don't get publicly reprimanded. It's a one-way street when it should be two ways. And I'm sitting there watching that, and I just cannot believe it. It frustrated me so much. I wish I could be the overall czar of officials in the world. I'm not just talking basketball officials. Baseball umpires, everybody. I want to be in charge. And there's so many of them who do a fantastic job, most of them, and it's a really hard job. And I respect officials so much. But when I see what I saw last night, it bugs me so much. Just turn around and have a 35-second conversation with a guy that you just threw out of the game. That's it. He's not going to agree with you, but give him an answer. Show him that kind of respect. All right, that's it for Sports Open Line. Up next, St. Louis University women's basketball. They are in action tonight. They'll take on Rhode Island. Tom Ackerman has the call. That's up next right here on KMOX.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.